Well, here we are back again. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the All Portable Discussion Zone. It's a bi-weekly live stream all about amateur radio portable ops. And my name is Charlie. Call sign is November Juliet 7 Victor. With me this evening are the co-hosts of the show. We have Dan, KC7MSU, and we have Brian, W7JET. Great. And I'm also pleased to introduce to you tonight's guest, Joe, a Alpha Alpha 8 Tango Alpha. And he's from the Columbus, Ohio area, I believe. And of course, as always, we have the regular characters in the chat room. I see a bunch of familiar uh, call signs and, uh, and handles. Thank you for being there. We're happy you could join us. We will uh, be uh, hearing from you, I guess, because we are looking for questions that you might have about uh, CW and learning Morse code. And so first, let's get caught up on what's been going on the past few weeks since we last met. Uh, uh, Brian, would you mind taking it and going first? So let's see what, what's gone on. Um, we did a lot of soda. Uh, Charlie and I actually did uh, two did two activations together. We did a uh, quick uh, activation of Pinnell Peak. And then uh, yesterday, we ran up on uh, Needle Mountain, which is a little, uh, little bump in the middle of the copper mines uh, out near Globe, Arizona and uh ran some code up there uh did a little uh little b-roll for some stuff that charlie's got coming up yep, yep. and uh yeah it was a good time just been uh i've been been uh, keeping busy and uh and and running code all right cool and then i guess i'll go next here real quick so i've been uh we had a wedding anniversary a couple like last week it was our 18th so uh sandy decided that she wanted to go out and do some soda with me so uh, what kind of wife is that, right? She's she's it was her idea. That's great though. Um, so we also went out to dinner and did a few other things that was kind of fun. Um, also, it's kind of a unique thing. I performed a wedding for my cousin. I was the officiator. I had to had to send off for uh, one of these things right here. If you can see it, I don't know if you can, but it's the credentials for ministry. I uh, I got ordained so that I could do that, and uh, it was kind of a unique thing because they wanted a more of a secular wedding. So uh, I think I did all right. And uh, then uh, I actually went to a Van Gogh interactive art thing with my wife last night, which was really interesting. I had art like in these, this big, huge room that was like kind of moving around and it was, it was kind of a light show. Pretty cool. So, you know, in addition to what Brian said, that's kind of what I've been up to. All right, Dan, you're up. All right. Well, I have not been up to much of anything. Uh, unfortunately, COVID got me, so I've been just kind of uh, recovering from that uh, over the last couple of weeks here. Um, but I did get to uh, an opportunity to do a couple chases, so caught a couple folks on uh, mountains, including Brian and Charlie and and Sandy. So uh, at least I got a, a couple points going here. So uh, it's been a couple interesting last week. Okay, cool. All right, Joe, you're up. What have you been up to? Well, we are, um, as we may get into a little bit later, we have um, three CW Academy semesters per year. And between semesters, which we're in right now, November and December is um, a break. So there's some preparation, getting ready for stuff, um, updating. Um, I recently did some updates for um, um, statistics and letting people know what's going on. And I still have one group I forgot to update, so I'll have to do that later. 
Um, am, um, ham radio wise, real ham radio stuff. Um, I guess the last uh, thing I did was um, sweepstakes was two weeks ago. The only sweepstakes that counts in my book, the CW version. <laughs> and um, uh, I think last weekend I did some SKCC, the Street Key Century stuff, although I didn't wasn't in that for very long. Um, so that's kind of what I've been up to. Okay, cool. All right. Well, so, uh, Joe, let's get going and start getting to know you a little better. Uh, yeah, we'll be in, getting into some of that stuff you mentioned for sure. We'll, we're, we're interested in knowing about that. Uh, but let's let's get to know you a little bit better first. Uh, can, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Maybe uh, when you were first licensed and, uh, you know, what you do, did or do for a living and that type of stuff? First licensed, um, I have been trying to figure that out for years. I don't have copies of my original li licenses going back um, prior to about 30 years ago. But anyway, I, uh, as best I can determine from old call books and from um, talking to some people who had call signs similar to mine, I think that I was licensed around the end of um, 1974, so about 47 years ago. And um, that was kind of my uh, rough introduction to CW. Um, I've been continuously licensed since then, although I had a break of about 35 years, I think, or something like that, where the only thing I did was renew my license. And I have no idea how I remembered to um, stay up to date on that. But I really haven't gotten into HF until um, 2014, so I never made an HF contact until 2014. Kind of. Oh. Kind of. So, so you were doing uh, what? Two meter stuff, uh, the, the repeaters and all. That? I yeah, I did um, repeaters for a few years in the um, late 1970s, and then uh, when I went off to um, college, work on an electrical engineering degree, that kept me so busy I barely had time to sleep. So. Um, Amateur radio kind of faded away, and then, you know, college, career, marriage, um, kids, um, all that kind of stuff. A lot of people say that, so um, not an unusual situation at all. Yeah. And um, so my educational background is in electrical engineering, which kind of fits in with the uh, kind of the geeky uh, thing, you know, uh, getting into electronics and then ham radio and stuff like that. But I've been um, software focused for decades, and so I'm still a software engineer at this point. Um, I've not retired yet, so um, my um, actual paying job keeps me pretty busy too, and that's kind of a factor. So I guess that's kind of a thumb, thumbnail sketch of who I am, what I am. Okay, cool. <laughs> Looks like 45 Auto says he just passed his general yesterday. After about oh, nice. after his HF antenna broke. Okay. Nice. <laughs> well, congratulations for the, the test, but, you know, sorry to hear about the antenna. All right, Joe. Well, what about your C? I mean, we're, we're here to talk about CW, obviously. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, your journey in CW? I mean, you obviously didn't start sending uh, 30, <clears throat> 40, 50 words a minute. I mean, I don't even know what your proficiency is. How, how yeah. fast can you send? <laughs> Oh, send um, with a key. I'm probably in the 28 word per minute range since I don't send as much as I should um, when I'm 
contesting the computer does most of that. So um, my CW journey, I, I tell all my students this is kind of a, hopefully a little bit of um, motivation, I guess, to let them know that I was not born with a CW key and, uh, you know, Morse code key in my hand. And I wasn't doing 30 words per minute on my first birthday and all this kind of stuff, which um, when I was a student or when I was kind of starting out, I would hear people blasting along at these incredible speeds. And that's what I thought, that these are just people who were born able to do this stuff. So when I, of course, a lot of your um, audience probably know, <clears throat> knows that back in the 70s, you had to pass a Morse code test to get a license and um, to advance to certain other license classes. So I did that, got five words per minute, which wasn't all that difficult. But um, I tried to make a contact when I got the um, license from Gettysburg. And um, it went horribly. I... Um, called CQ, some poor person responded to me and I could not even copy an E. I had absolutely no idea what that person was sending. Wow. <laughs> and much to uh, this person was uh, very patient, slowed down, repeated things over and over and over. And I just, the more this lasted, the more frustrated I got. Eventually I just turned everything off and said, that's it. Um, all this Morse code CW stuff is for the birds. I am never going to send another did or die with my hand the rest of my life. So, of course, um, to um, you had mentioned somebody who um, upgraded to general or got a general license. You used to have to pass the 13 word per minute test to do that. So I took the 13 word per minute test at an FCC station, flunked it. So that, that threw even more um, kind of gasoline on my CW um, um, hatred, I guess maybe I should say, or dislike. Um, but I, eventually I did pass the 13 word per minute and got an advanced class license, which they don't offer anymore. But um, then I went kind of QRT from ham radio and... Um, um, after I got back on HF in 2014, I um, was voice and digital, and I thought, that's fine. That's all I need. But um, a few things happened during that first year, including talking to a YL, a young lady, who said, why don't you uh, do some CW? And I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that sometime. Uh, you know, kind of just being uh, polite to her. But um, there are a couple other things that happened. And then um, 2015, New Year's, I made a very rare New Year's resolution to relearn Morse code after 40-some years and actually make a CW contact like a novice. And so I did. I uh, It took um, about six weeks, but I got up to about 10 words per minute, which was enough to make a contact. And I did. Um, it was probably less than a minute, but as a contact, I, um, got the call sign, QTH name and all that stuff we confirmed. And so I know it was a good contact. And then I realized, well, this wasn't so bad. The sun came up the next morning and that's actually kind of fun. <laughs> so why did I, uh, dislike Morse code so much? And, um, 
I, I just enjoyed the challenge. I um, <clears throat> kind of thought this is cool. Not everybody does this. I'm doing something that not everybody does, and it's fun. It's um, kind of easy. You don't need a whole lot of equipment to do this. Uh, you know, people do poda and soda stuff. You can take a very simple radio outside and hook it up to a piece of wire, and you're on the air. So, um, I uh, continued trying to get better, kind of got stuck, and that's when I um, found out about CW Academy. I became a student and uh, really enjoyed it. It was a big challenge, but I really enjoyed it, so much so that um, I became an advisor myself. And so, um, uh, you know, I don't think that I have any skills that are any different or better than anybody else. I think I'm a very average, um, just, um, I started all this stuff when I was close to, um, I guess it would have been maybe a, a little under 60 years old. So it wasn't like I was doing all this as a teenager. So, um, you know, it was just um, a lot of fun, a challenge. Um, I found out that I could do it if I applied myself, practiced, um, um, just keep trying to do little bits at a time. And so that's what I try to do with my classes. <clears throat> awesome. Cool. Uh, Brian or Dan, do you have any questions at this point? I was going to ask, how did you find uh, the CW Ops? Um, I found them or I heard about them. The second, one of the second things I, um, heard about when I was, um, doing sideband and digital and all that stuff, I had been on some, um, I think it's QRZ.com. They have, um, um, bulletin board type of thing. A lot of people are on there, uh, posting stuff about ham, ham radio things. And people would talk about um, entering a contest or doing Poda Soda field day and things like that. And um, talking about Morse code CW. And uh, several of them said, um, you know, I, I could learn Morse code enough that if it was sent at extremely slow speeds, I could keep up with it. But I wanted to get better. And they kept saying, well, go to CW Academy. And so I went to their website and looked at it and filled it out a few times. And I had my finger on the submit button. I said, should I click it? Should I click it? Should I click it? What if I do? And um, then I'd always chicken out. I don't like Morse code. You know, the, all this stuff going back many years kept uh, re-entering my mind. But finally, one day, I clicked submit and I thought, oh, there I did it. Now, uh, you know, I can forget about it. And that's how I got into a class. So it was just sort of word of mouth. Um, and I I don't know if I really did much searching per se, is just hearing it from other people who had been through it and uh, offered so much praise for it. Good. Um, so I guess maybe there are people here that don't know what CW Ops is. And we'll get into how to how to you know register and kind of more of the details of CW Academy. But let's let's uh, start a little wider first. What is the CW Ops? Uh, I guess it's called the CW Operators Club. What is that and kind of what do what does that club offer? Um, CW Ops, yes, yeah, so the CW Operators Club that was started, uh, they 
got going in January of 2010, and at that time I was still off the air. So um, I became a member in 2017. So they were around for about seven years when I joined. Um, they got started, it was a group of people who wanted to um, form a club to promote CW operating. Just pretty much that, CW operating. Um, they are not a contest club. They're not a rag chewing club. They're not, you know, they, they, anything at CW is good with them. So contesting, rag chewing, DXing, meteor scatter, nets, uh, traffic handling nets, um, whatever. It's, it's all good as far as they're concerned. Um, they do have, um, they're a little bit different than some clubs where you you don't fill out a membership form, send in $10 and you're a member. You have to be nominated and sponsored by other members. So it's a little bit of a um, hurdle to get by, but it's, it's easy. It's not too hard, 25 words per minute. Um, it's a little bit of a challenge, but it's also um, very possible to do that. And the reason they do that is just to um, kind of um, encourage and the, another one of their aspects as far as membership is um, people are supposed to um, sponsor you if they've worked you on the air. And so that's kind of critical is they're looking for people who do get on the air and are kind of serious about it. So that's why they have the sponsorship thing and the 25 words per minute. Um, and so it has grown a lot. I think they're over, um, I know the membership number is way over 3,000, probably um, maybe a couple thousand actual members by now. Um, and early on, there were um, a couple of guys who um, founded, who were in kind of on the ground floor of getting the club up and running. And, um, since they were so focused on CW operating, get everybody on the air and using CW, they thought what we can do is to help train people. So uh, we shouldn't just sit around a room and pat each other on the back and say, aren't we great CW operators? And uh, we should actually go out there and try to help people to become good CW operators themselves. So they started offering classes. And, um, of course, at the very beginning, things were very modest. They didn't know how things were going to go. But um, um, a, a lot of the foundation that they laid almost 10 years ago is still with us. We use a, <clears throat> a lot of the same lesson plans. The format is very similar. So um, they came up with something that um, has been very successful. And so... Um, a lot of people see CW Ops and CW Academy as one and the same. So um, um, there are other things that go on in CW Ops, but um, yeah, that's CW kind of what I was asking. Is maybe what are some of those other things uh, before we get into the Academy stuff? Well, the of course um, Wednesday. If you tune around the air um, three times on Wednesday, you'll hear the CWTs, the CW Ops mini contests. And uh, those, each of those takes place for one hour, and it's kind of a training ground for people to experiment with contesting. It's not a an adjudicated type of thing, but um, you'll you'll hear the bands explode on Wednesday. So that's one aspect. 
Um, they have a program called Giving Back where the um, members are encouraged to get on the air at 7 o'clock p.m. wherever they are, no matter what time zone, just get on the air at 7 o'clock their local time um, and call CQCWA and they just work people. Slow speeds, 20 words per minute maximum. It's just um, to encourage somebody to get on the air and find a CW partner. Uh, there's a another program that uh, people can, um, it's kind of um, similar for people who want to have a more of a longer QSO. So um, if they want to rag chew, they can, um, they can, uh, there are people on the air, and they can um, talk about whatever. Um, and so, um, you know, CWA, CW Academy is probably the most visible thing that CW Ops does. But um, we sponsor a lot of awards, some contesting plaques that are given out for some of the major contests are sponsored by CW Ops. Um, we have something called, um, there's an award given out every year for a club or individual who um, promotes uh, CW operating. Last year, um, K1USN won that for their slow speed contest that takes place. It's going on right now. So um, they try to do a lot of things to um, get people on the air, promote things, and um, keep the interest going. Yeah, very good. So, yeah, let's talk about the Academy then, because that is kind of the main thing, isn't it? So let's uh, kind of get us, get the details out on that. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Pretty, uh, I mean, there's, there's different classes that are offered. There's the philosophy. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I don't know. What, what do you think? Where, where should we start with that? Uh, the CW Academy, there's really two things that are key to that. One is head copy or um, recognizing that every character has a single unique sound. So that's singular. Uh, D has a unique sound. Uh, w has unique sound. Each of these characters have a sound. They're not composed of smaller sounds like dits and does. So that is a major thing that we... Um, um, focus on is uh, we start people at 20 words per minute or faster. And the reason is we want people to hear each character as a sound, just like human speech. You don't, we don't, we don't say things with uh, long breaks between consonants or each individual letter. We just say a word. And uh, so that is kind of the philosophy that we take. Every character has a single unique sound. The other thing is hearing things in your mind. Um, you can copy CW with your eyes closed. We encourage that. Lights off. Um, you don't have to write everything down because, again, human speech doesn't do that. People don't sit there with a notepad and scribble down every single word that another person <laughs> says and then read it. So... You know, you contesting is a little bit different since um, you have to uh, capture that in a logger and so forth. But still, um, it's the idea of trying to copy things in your head. So we do have the four classes, and they focus on, at the beginning level, learning the sounds of the individual characters. 
And from there, things just develop at faster speeds and um, hearing more, for example, hearing multi-character things such as CQ, hearing words, the, you can start to hear the, T-H-E. You don't hear T-H-E, you hear the. And um, uh, then you can actually start to hear um, phrases and pieces of a sentence. And so the classes just build, continue build on that. So um, sending is a big part of that as well. Um, there's always questions that come up. Uh, we put a lot of emphasis on paddles, not street keys. And a lot of, we get some questions, why do we do that? But um, we focus a lot on sending. It's kind of um, similar to the way a child learns to talk. Um, a parent will say, say mommy, say daddy. And so they're trying to get the child to say some word. And so we do the same thing. Send these characters. Good way to learn to learn to recognize characters is to send them. So that's also an important part to build up both um, receiving and sending. <clears throat> and I may have lost. May have Charlie, lost. If you aren't passing audio there. Yeah, sorry about that. It looks like uh, okay. Joe. Uh, it looks like K8TSG was the it was in your class. I was going to say. Yeah. So, um, all right, good. So I'm going to say, uh, I, I was kind of curious as to why or how, uh, which class I needed to get into. Is there, is there a way to determine that? We have on our, um, uh, if you go to cwops.org near the top, there's a drop down for the CW Academy and you can start filling out the, um, uh, form to sign up as a student. And at some point in there, there's um, a point where you select the class you want to take. And there's some links that you, there are um, some audio files of about one minute duration. I don't think you'll see it on that particular. I think you have to fill out this first section. And then when you go to the next page, okay. it, well, it shows. I think it's the options page, Charlie. Options? Yeah. Well, yeah, there's, there's some, you can stay there, but, um, there is a, um, there is a section in during the signup process where a student can listen to some 60 second files and that'll give them some idea if they can, um, we encourage them to listen to those things once with their eyes closed and see how they do. Um, does it make sense? Can they get anything out of it? Um, also on the, uh, CW Academy page, we, for the, basic, intermediate, and advanced, we have uh, student resources with um, a couple dozen files in there. Um, these are, they're short stories and um, QSOs, and a student can listen to those again and just see how they, how do they sound? Are you, um, you don't have to write everything down, but can you make out some things like, um, can you make out the name? Can you kind of get a gist of what's going on? Um, in a QSO, did you get the state? Did you get the RST, um, the rig, things like that? And so that can kind of help. 
if you take a class, your advisor will probably give you um, some recommendations to say, um, I think you're ready to take such um, whatever the next higher class, or maybe you would be best to um, repeat this class again. So the advisor can help out in that regard too. Okay. Well, can you tell us a little bit about the advisors? I mean, how many are there and, and where do you get them from? And, and uh, kind of what's their dedicate, what's their uh, time commitment and all that? Uh, we have the see the average number of advisors around eighty. We this year, last year, and this year we've been having around eighty to eighty-five advisors, um, running about almost one hundred classes. So some advisors do more than one class. A lot of our advisors are former students like me. I was a student at CW Academy. I went through the advanced class, and when I came out. Um, I wanted to um, help out, so I became an advisor. Um, we have a curricula for all four levels. So the time commitment, we do two classes a week, about an hour in length. So it's two hours a week of classes. Um, there can be some additional time to... Um, it's uh, What I do is um, take... I, I go through the classes to evaluate how the students are doing. Are they picking up on things? What kind of issues are they having? Are they getting stuck with certain things and things like that? So based on that, I try to imagine what kind of exercises could I do that would um, help them out <clears throat> if they're um, having trouble recognizing the difference between a D is in Delta and B is in Baker. We'll do some exercises that include a lot of D's and B's type of thing. So I spend some time um, uh, figuring out some exercises like that. So it's um, a few hours a week. Um, kind of depends. Some people spend more time than that. Um, probably a lot of people do. Um, our advisors, um, generally, their, their uh, backgrounds are all over the map. Um, we have some educators, real educators, teachers, and college professors, and so on. But we have a lot of people like me who are engineers, and um, um, they, uh, a lot of us just enjoy working with the students and helping them to um, get better. It is such a thrill. We have, um, I've had some students who, um, you know, you talk about the soda and poda stuff. I've had students who um, said the reason I'm here is because that's what I want to do. And so they get to a certain point in the class. Or so I, I think I know enough. I can actually go out and do that. So one weekend, they actually do. And they come into the class on the following Monday, and they're thrilled out of their minds. They just, I made some contacts. I can't believe it. And so, you know, that's kind of what fuels us and keeps us going. And um it just makes us want to uh, do more, and so um, that's great. I think um, it. <clears throat> I think it's just all about helping people. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it certainly helped me and Brian, and I think Dan was in a class too. It's a. Uh, yep. I love uh, CW sure. Ops, of course. Uh, so, how many students do you have? And uh, let's talk a little bit about the student and what commitment they have, and and how it would work. For, you know what they have to do. Um, we have. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Average number of students per class in 2021 was 850. So, 
So I think uh, when I checked this morning, we had around 750 students signed up for January. Um, students, um, the main thing we want students to do is to commit to practicing. So we ask for one hour a day. And um, that means just reviewing. Um, a lot of it is repetition. So this is just the way the human mind works. When you repeat things, um, neurons in your mind form stronger connections. And so just repeating things over and over um, forms stronger connections. So it makes more sense. And so learning characters and sounds, that's what it's all about. Um, so a lot of it is repetition. I try to break things up and suggest some other things they can do so it's not so um, monotonous. But rep uh, practicing is a big deal. Relaxing, I um, constantly am preaching, relax, relax, relax. The only way you can learn is to relax. Don't uh, sit there um, all tensed up and um, that's not conducive. So um, I think um, students sometimes come in and they think they're <clears throat> maybe not quite ready, but you know if they're willing <laughs> willing to try and work a little bit, they they can be successful. It's just um, being willing to work at it and um, don't give up. Everybody has some rough spots. That's why we're in a class. Um, we expect okay. students to make mistakes and. Um, I don't laugh at anybody. Uh, I don't mean I don't. I sometimes laugh because they may send something that's funny, but um, you know I don't laugh at people to make fun of them. Um, I just try to encourage people to keep trying because you know they're students, yeah. they're learning. That's what we do. I have Jason Snyder here who has a question for you. He says, "How do you head <clears throat> copy if you're always writing things down? My mind seems to wander around too much." <clears throat> throw the pencil across the room it's um it's kind of like uh when i learned to ride a bike you know you had the training wheels on the bike and dad came out one time and took them off and said okay you're gonna ride a bike today and that's um that's how you swim you take the you just jump in the water and you do it so um we do this all the time um, you learn to drive a car, you have an instructor sitting beside you saying, turn here, do this, press, press this pedal. Eventually they get out and say, okay, you're on your own. Um, you know, if, uh, if, you, if there are any air, uh, aircraft pilots out there, same thing. The instructor shows you all the stuff to fly an airplane. Eventually they get out and say, take this thing off, make a few loops around the fuel, come back and land. It's just something you have have to resolve to do. <clears throat> Writing things down, um, close your eyes, trust yourself. That's what I keep telling my students. You have to trust yourself. We, um, it's okay. You're going to make some mistakes. Realize that's going to happen. It's all right. It's it's uh, not the end of the world. You're going to pick up a lot more things than what you think you will. You'll pick up the A's and the N's and the T's, and you'll occasionally pick up some of the things you think are challenging. You'll miss some things too, but so what? It'll get better over time. The longer you keep doing it, the um, easier it'll get. Cool. This guy says, uh, Dan, or Don it is, uh, N5SKT says, I still remember when I could hear words instead of characters. It was amazing. 
wish I'd not put it off for 20 years. And I had the same experience. I think Brian has also mentioned at one point that, you know, once, once you start hearing those, those, those words, instead of just the individual characters, it's just like, it's kind of, it's weird, but amazing at the same time. Well, it's, uh, it's all subconscious. And what we try to do is develop that subconscious, um, um, hearing the reason that, um, if people count, count, meaning they're counting the dits and da's <clears throat> or they're writing everything down or they have to do things real slow is because the executive part of their brain is, is doing all the work, which is tiring. But if you, um, do the repetition, your subconscious starts taking things over and it just does things automatically. That's when you start hearing CQ as a sound and um, you can hear things at faster speeds because your subconscious is doing the work and your the executive part of your brain is just kind of coasting along, not doing anything. And so the training is really about getting the subconscious to, um, to do the listening and um, do do the work instead of the um, executive part of your brain. Yeah, I wanted to talk just a little bit about that. <clears throat> so, uh, obviously, you have four classes. I can't remember what they are. It's it's uh, what what are the four different classes? Uh, beginner, beginner, basic, uh, intermediate, and advanced. Okay, so for beginner, obviously, the focus is going to be much different than the advanced, and uh, because you're further along. Uh, uh, there are going to be some things that are the same as far as the things you focus on, but there's, I imagine there's other things that are going to be different. I mean, the tools that you use and the exercises that you do, are they, are, they're, they're, how different are they amongst the different classes? Um, the beginner and basic, um, we use a web-based tool primarily called Morse code trainer. And, um, <clears throat> that's used to, uh, learn the individual characters and to develop, um, something we called instant character recognition, which means as soon as you hear a character, you know what it is. Um, at the intermediate and advanced levels, um, a lot of advisors use something called Ruff ZXP, R-U-F-Z-X-P. It's a contest trainer, but that can also be used to learn to recognize words as sounds. Um, there's <laughs> Um, one of my favorites is lcwo.net, Learn CW Online. That does characters, words, call signs, all kinds of things. So um, it's kind of up to the, to the uh, um, advisor at the intermediate and advanced levels. The focus is on words. And so um, tools such as Rough Z or, CW, or LCWO, um, there are some other tools that um, an advisor may use. Um, getting on the air is a big one. So um, um, at the beginning and basic levels, um, I always emphasize just turn on the radio and tune around. You'll come across people who are sending faster than what you can handle, but you might be able to pick up every third character, then see if you can get every other character, then see if you can get every character. So um, at the intermediate and advanced level is just listen to that stuff and try to pick up some of the words. So it's um, just doing, I guess, is um, what I would encourage my students to do, whatever the level is, just do it. And um, as appropriate for the level, 
um, characters, multi-character combinations, words, and then phrases. Just do it. Yeah. You know, I like I, the, I, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I've been using the uh, LCWO because <clears throat> I, I like the feedback as far as listening to letters and hitting the keys and then being able to, to go back and grade myself and say, look, okay, I, I'm doing well. I'm consistently, you know, better than 90% and stuff like that. Is, is that, is that, you know, you were talking about just go with the head copy stuff. Is, is that a hindrance or because sometimes I, I kind of like that feedback as far as, so how did I really do? Cause I mean, if I listen to a file, I, I don't know if I'm 90% or, or not. Yeah, I think what you're referring to is um, LCWO uses something called the Coke method, where um, you start out with two characters, and if you get around 80 or 90 percent, whatever it is, you add another character. Right. And when you get to 80 or 90 percent, you add a fourth character, and you just keep um, working your way up. But um, once you get so that's good for getting the um, kind of mastering the characters learning their sounds so um the critic the main thing there would be to use a speed so that you're actually hearing the characters you're not um hearing character pieces dits and da's in other words i always try never to use dits and da's because that means you're counting but once you get the characters down then it's time to try some words they have an exercise or a module that um you can do three-letter words, four-letter words, five-letter words, and so on. Um, the more you do this type of thing, you begin to get to the point where you can kind of recognize, I heard, I definitely know that character, or I'm a little bit unsure about that character. Sending is also a good thing. I would um, um, take a baseball score, like go to... Um, Major League Base MLB.com and look up a uh, summary of a game. Even if you're not a sports fan, baseball has a lot of numbers in it. So they'll say that the final score was five to three. Uh, pitcher's ERA was um, two four seven. Uh, player's batting average three one five. Stuff like that. So I just send it, and that kind of reinforces. When you're sending a player's name, you have to know what the sound of every character is in order to send it. So that kind of reinforces things. So doing the combinations of all that stuff, um, I think that kind of helps you to hopefully helps you to get past um, some of that, um, maybe that stuff where you're not quite sure. Um, maybe whys are a little bit, unf you know, you're not 100% sure of that. But if you send things with Y's in it, that can help to reinforce it. You're going to hear you're going to hear yourself send a lot of Y's, so you know it'll get more familiar. <clears throat> um, so Don says, does anyone ever use the W1AW bulletins? And uh, so after we answer that, let's let's open it up to the, all four of us here and let's talk about maybe what we do what's our routine because none of us right now are in cw academy right so what do we do right now to keep our, our skills up do we use w1aw or something else so uh, go ahead joe you can um we used to put more emphasis on w1aw bulletins they do have the audio files available on their website arrl.org 
Um, you can do that. Um, the main thing with those is listen to them and try to pick a speed where it's a challenge. I always, the only way you're going to get better is to challenge yourself. So, um, pick a speed where it's a little bit of a challenge and then just try to pick up what you can the first time through, pick up the characters. Second time through, try to pick up the words like the, um, get the smaller words, then try to get the longer words. At first, you're going to be hearing words, and it won't make any sense. You're not getting the context, but that's all right. Don't worry about it. After you do this for a while, you will be able to get the context. You'll be able to tell what they're talking about. So that's definitely a possibility. Um, I've taken uh, things like Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and turned that into <laughs> an audio file. Just listen to that. You kind of have a... Um, high-level idea what that's going to be about, but you're, again, same type of thing, trying to pick up what you can. Um, to stay up to date, I would um, encourage anybody to just um, tune around the air and listen. Um, as I mentioned a little while ago, there's a SST that's going on right now every Sunday evening from 0 to 0, 0100 UTC. There's also another version on Friday afternoon for those of us in North America. Those are slow enough that a lot of people should be should be able to handle those. Um, but uh, the main thing is um, challenge yourself a little bit. Don't get stuck in a rut, which is what I did. Get stuck in a rut and say, well, I can only do 15 words per minute. Um, keep challenging yourself. If you think you're at 15 words per minute, then try to do 18. If you think you're at 18, try to do 20. So just always keep pushing yourself a little bit. And, um, you know, you may, or if you don't do this frequently, you may forget a few things here and there, but you'll still remember enough. You'll remember enough that you can um, have some, some success. Success is always good. I encourage people to focus on the success. What's going well. I did something and I got 60%. Well, that's great. Um, next time you do it, try to get 65%. So always focus on the success. Never focus on, well, I did this exercise and only got, I'm, I got 40% of them wrong. I stink. I would say, don't do that. That's going to turn you. That's what I did when I was a novice. I said, uh, I focused on the failure. I blew that first contact badly. And um, what I needed was somebody to say, you should focus on the success. Listen to the stuff on the air. See what you can pick up and then try to make a contact, so on and so forth. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, in fact, I think that's what kept me going is, the success I had was was getting on the air through summits on the air. You know, I go out about once a week, every other week. And so I'm on the air and I'm making successful contacts. And then, uh, you know, now I'm doing the CWT and and uh, uh, what's Ron, my instructor for the uh, intermediate course, VE3FXX, uh, suggested doing the slow speed stuff on Sunday that you're mentioning that's on right now. That'd be good for people that are that are really, uh, you know, starting to learn and, and, and kind of what the uh, beginning uh, or... Uh, maybe even intermediate people, but uh, yeah, sure. That's, that's what I do. Um, I usually just get on the air to practice, but uh, there's some tools that I get on once in a while as well. Uh, Brian, what about you? You know, for me, it's uh, my, 
journey kind of started with um, the ARRL's Triple Play Was Award. And I realized I had the, you know, all, all the digital, all the phone. And I'm like, well, I'd like to get this award. It's new. So I'm going to learn CW. So I started learning CW. I used, at least back then, um, I started with the, the Code Quick program that I actually, I know Charlie used as well to get the initial start. And good, <laughs> it's got good and it's got bad. It worked. It's stuck. There's a lot of things I had to overcome as a result of the program. But um, I'm at a different level now. And I started using um, Kurt's stuff, um, the, uh, the Morse Code Ninja in his, in his programs. And then I guess it was back, you know, field day for me has kind of been my benchmark for, for proficiency, what I want to be at by that, by the next field day. And that goes back to one of the field days I participated in where I helped a CW operator log, but I couldn't copy any of it um, because I just didn't have it. And I've got, I've come a long way since then. So now for me, I, you know, I participate in, in the CWTs. I participate in, um, I, I regularly, when I say daily, listen to, to Morse code stuff daily, usually driving to and from work, um, different, different files, different programs. And I try to work as many people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I try to make at least five on the air CW contacts every day. Some of them are just short stuff, chasing POTA, SOTA, whatever some of it's chasing dx but i always try to do something um every day to make sure that i'm staying in it and and doing it uh i did the intermediate class uh roy um kick a6m was the instructor and he gave us a bunch of uh um, <clears throat> stuff to to think about one of the programs that um i know it's not on the cw ops page but i think it's actually pretty good as cw player i've played with that a little bit yep. um it's one of my favorites. Yeah, I think it's I think it's actually pretty good because you can you can really um, challenge yourself with it with regards to the characters and, and dial it up to a certain point. And um, the the if you're not from some of the stuff on there with regards to like the the slashes and different pro signs, I, I didn't know what they were at first as far as the symbols. So that can get a little I just ended up tossing those out because it was just too much trouble on the keyboard I was using. But for the most part, I think it's just a matter of, of keeping your head in it and, and daily practice of some kind, making sure you're doing it a little bit every day so you don't lose the proficiency. Yeah, there was, I see Mark um, K5GQ has checked in and he was my intermediate advisor and um, he had a program that um, worked really well. That was part of the challenge, just constantly challenging yourself. And so Mark's program um, worked real well for me. And there was somebody else in the comments who made a um, statement about listening to repeaters. And I used to do that, too. I had a whole bunch of repeaters. I live in a, kind of a large metro area, so there are a lot of repeaters around. And I had programmed program those into my um, um, a radio I used to have. And every once in a while, a repeater would wake up and ID itself in Morse code. I never knew when that was going to happen or which repeater was going to ID. So when it did, I'd have to copy that <laughs> with my subconscious. I couldn't be sitting there staring at my radio saying, come on, ID, ID, ID. <laughs> when it did, I, I would be sitting there reading a magazine or watching TV or whatever. All of a sudden, the squelch would break and this repeater, random repeater would ID. So that taught me a lot about um, subconscious copying right there. Yeah. All right, Dan, what about you? Do you, uh, I know you're uh, in a different place right now. Are you, are you doing anything with CW? Yeah, a little bit. Um, and, and I am probably the poster child for what not to do. Um, 
I, I started learning letters like around 12 to 15 words per per minute and i became an instant counter at that point um so as well as you know now i i have to listen at like 22 or something like that just so that i don't <coughs> don't attempt to count um and and it's amazing how much you know better it is as far as starting to identify letters and and you know rst reports and things like that at that level than trying to do it at like 15 because i'm a i'm a counter i can guarantee you i'll do it and for me the other thing is is you know finding a consistent time to sit down and <laughs> and, and spend time with cw that's that's my biggest problem probably is, is you know one day i'll sit down at 5 a.m and then the next day you know it's like 8 p.m you know so i'm not very consistent uh at doing it in um I, I think that's probably my biggest issue i would imagine for a lot of folks is just to sit down and actually listen yeah i think that's actually the the takeaway i have from <clears throat> our discussion tonight uh joe and, and uh brian and dan is i mean i think the number one thing that we keep hearing over and over again is you just gotta you gotta get out you just gotta do it you've got to practice put put uh, it into practice and push yourself uh, and the other thing I hear uh, loud and clear from Joe is, uh, don't uh, don't be critical of yourself. Focus on the positive and and the things that you're doing right, and just keep with it. Uh, I, I don't know. Have you heard anything else, or or what's what's uh, your takeaways? Yeah, I, you know, um, CW is kind of um, um, I don't know. I just try to encourage people to have fun with it. I would um, when I was still going into my job before we got locked down. Um, I had a 20 to 30 minute drive. And so I'd be going down the freeway and see a license plate ahead of me. So I'd sound out the characters on the license plate, see a road sign, sound that out. Um, if you're watching TV, sound out the name of uh, the characters in the show. Um, if you're um, walk by your shack and the key is sitting there, um, send what you had for breakfast in the morning. Um, you know, there's just a lot of little, it doesn't have to be, um, it's good to have, um, kind of say, I'm going to do practice from such and such time to whatever. It's, it's always good, but just trying to have fun with it. It'll get to the point where you want to do this. And, um, it's not really too unusual from learning how to get better at playing golf, uh, learn how to play the guitar, um, pretty much anything. Um, you know, it's, uh, you just have to devote the time to doing these things. And, um, I, I haven't taken musical lessons myself, but our son did. And, um, you know, his, um, guitar and drum and other, um, instructors would always say, I want you to go home and I want you to spend however much time practicing this material here. The next time we took our son into that um, instructor, he would say, what did you, did you practice that? How did it go? I want to hear you send, uh, play it. So that's kind of how our classes are too. We, we um, give the students some material and say, I want you to practice this next class. Did you do it? Uh, how did it go for you? Let's hear it. So, um, you know, it's just, I um, don't want people to do this 
um, feeling like it's an awful burden. I hope that it's um, kind of fun and challenging and that they want to get better and keep trying and um, um, feel like they are accomplishing something if they um, are doing things and enjoying some success. I think they'll want to try to have more success. So um, just keep uh, keep trying. Yep. All right. You Joe. know, I my experience with the one thing I wanted to mention was in the classes. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's it's interesting and fun to take and uh, learn with a group of people, and you're consistently learning with that same group. You know, and you can see each other learning new things all the time you know you learn letters and then you know you you learn to listen for a, a signal report and and copy that back and things like that and then one of the i mean it's kind of a silly thing but it makes you think totally differently um that we used to do in class two was to take and do uh to go shopping you know yeah. and somebody said you know well here's here's what i'm shopping for you know and you had to try and figure out what it was I mean, just those things, it just, it, the instructors constantly put you in different mindsets as far as how to think through CW. And that's what makes the classes, I think, really effective and very interesting and a lot of fun. And, and they keep your attention that way. Yeah, there's a lot of exercises like that. I do build a word games where somebody um, will, one student will just send a letter None of us has any idea what the word is going to be. <clears throat> and the first student who sends the letter, even that person doesn't know what the word is going to be. We just keep going around, send the previous letters and add one on. Um, I have been um, really, after a few letters, I think, well, the word is going to be this. And then a student comes along and sends a letter and it completely changes things. I never imagined a word like that. Um, I've had students in other countries like um, where French is a dominant language and they make up words that I can't even pronounce. And so, you know, it's just, um, you know, it is fun things like that. And um, this kind of, it gets to students hopefully enjoying things enough that they, um, want to do this kind of stuff and they'll go off and think about that uh, um, on their own. Um, a lot of students will um, get together outside of the class and do some practicing among each other. And so that can help out a lot too. And like you say, they're all kind of in the same boat. You know, they're all progressing at a similar pace. And so um, there is that camaraderie that we're all in this together. We're all trying. Um, a student will say, I was having trouble with this or that, and um, I tried these things, and all of a sudden it got better. So um, other students say, oh, that's, you know, I'll try that too. So um, I think that's a big thing why these classes work. Cool. Uh, question here from uh, Wild Cassandra Casita Radio. Does the website list a practice key or practice keys and such, which we should consider? So looking for practice keys. Website probably doesn't list it, does it? No, not really. We um, um, we we encourage the use of paddles. So single or dual lever, doesn't matter, but paddles. 
Um, there are um, some of our advisors have recommended a Kent, K-E-N-T. Um, there are benchers that are ubiquitous. They can usually be found at um, um, ham fests if you can find one that's I think open. Brian has like three that he wants to get rid of. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of um, a lot of CW operators might loan you one, or maybe they have a spare that they'll sell at a decent price. Um, I have an N3ZN, which is kind of a high end. I wouldn't necessarily recommend a beginner um, spending that kind of money, but they could. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, I've, I've got a Kent KMK that I really like. It's yeah, not, it's not badly priced, and it, and it works really well. Yeah, and um, so you're probably looking at um, maybe uh, for use seventy or more dollars. Um, New would be over a hundred, um, but look for something that's mechanically well made. And um, if you know somebody who is a CW operator, they could probably help you um, assess how well a key would be. Um, if you do know somebody, like you belong to a club that has some CW operators, maybe they would be willing to have you come over and try some of their keys out. Yep, that that'd be a great way to go. All right, Joe. Well, surprisingly, the time has already passed. Uh, we're already at an hour, so uh, really appreciate it. Let's uh, let Dan and then Brian have any last uh, things they want to mention, and then we'll uh, we'll give you a word and and uh, a last word, and then we'll close it out. So, Dan, anything? Uh, no, just that the conversation was really great tonight. I learned a few more things, and uh, uh, the CW Ops Academy I, I found to be just a fantastic way to go. It's a lot of fun, so I'd encourage anybody to to start there and just just give it a whirl. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, and Brian. Yeah, I I was just gonna say don't don't get discouraged. The main thing is just just keep doing it. You will get better. It's like it's like anything. The more the more you work at it, the the better off you'll you the better you'll get. Don't don't be discouraged. Don't be afraid either. Um, I uh, you know every time I I go up personally in a, in a, in, a, in a level with speed, I I make more mistakes, but eventually they go away from proficiency. So it's just a matter of just just get on the air and do it. Start the easy stuff. Work the soda guys. Work the poda guys. The, the exchanges are fairly simple. If you've got a good command of all the characters you, you know what they are maybe not 100 percent recognition on all of them you'll get it by doing it um because i started out when i got back you know when I, when I started doing it i maybe 14 words a minute i now contest style i'm pretty i'm pretty comfortable above 25 um cues still have to slow it down a little bit but but doing contest exchanges well well above 25 without too much trouble yeah cool and then all i'd say is uh, for me, my journey has been as long as I've been, I think for the past six years, I have not uh, let up. And I think that if you just keep going and, and go at your own pace, just just uh, don't stop, I think. And uh, I think sometimes the progress, you can't really see it. And then you wonder. But over time, I think that you 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 do make progress, whether you see it or not. And as long as you just keep going, even if it's just getting on the air once a week or whatever it is, just go at your own pace. But uh, but But make sure you push yourself a little bit. All right, uh, Joe, any last comments? Have fun. All right. <laughs> That's pure we're, and simple. We, we're not going to get paid for doing the CW stuff, so have fun. Just relax and have fun. 
Yep, me and Brian are get, Brian and I are both going to be in the advanced course uh, coming up in January. Yeah. I hope to see many others. I'm probably going to hit you up to be a, an advisor after that, so I'll let you know. Cool. <laughs> well, all right. Well, thanks everybody in the chat, everybody who's watching now, and everybody who will be watching later. We appreciate it. Uh, so we're going to go ahead, I guess, and uh, end this stream. Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, I guess we'll call it good. 73, everybody. Thanks a lot. 73, 73 guys and gals.